Hey guys, if you would like to get to know each one of us better, go check out Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com. Or the app. Get the app. That's better. Okay. Listed in the show notes on the support link. You're listening to Same Music Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, or Creepy Music Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. It's No Request Wednesday here on Pardon Me, but I appreciate you trying. Yeah. yeah. How's it going, brethren? Good try, people. Going good. Going real good. What would it be like? We've never done this. What would it be like if we just left Trey singing in the background the whole show? <laughs> He would love it. Oh, yeah, he would. He yeah. gets a lot of he gets a lot of praise for what he does here on the podcast. Reagan, what this this podcast has done for his career, as far as downloads or you know, because you've you've plugged it several times I know. about you know you can purchase. I kind of it. feel obligated. He's my nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Struggling, maybe. <laughs> maybe Just recently married. Yeah, he could be struggling musician. Yeah, yeah. just a struggling. Trying to get some road gigs, maybe. Yeah, just yeah. Y'all thought I didn't know anything about traveling singers. He's and trying to get some paid camp sh- meetings. Should some we paid go on gigs? tour with him? Yeah, we would have to. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobody else has this recording. <laughs> well, Apple Music does. Do you think we do more for him than what Apple Music did? I don't know. It would be interesting to ask him yeah. if he's seen a spike in sales. I would say he has. This is probably the longest we've ever let him sing. Yeah. Have to start paying royalties if you let it go too much. Yeah. Oh, turn it off. <laughs> Good idea. I really think that Pod and Me has reached the place to where it's time for some life advice. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Dustin, you sell you sell trim lumber and also uh, interior hardware. Mm-hmm. So you deal with door locks a lot. Mm-hmm. So in the life advice section of the show, I want to I want to give you all a scenario. So if you're ever locked out of your house, what should you do? How to proceed? I mean, with without the key, um is there another way? I I think that you could talk calmly to the doorknob <laughs> or the door lock because they tell me that communication is the key. Um <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really thought we was going somewhere for a little bit. I really did. You just oh, we went somewhere. Le- yeah, we leaned did. down close to the door Straight lock. Straight to the cheese bucket. And you just you you just talk calmly to it. <laughs> and communication is the key. It just pops right yes. open. And we found out the communication is the key here on Pod and Me. It is. Thanks for listening, by the way, Herschel. Yeah. And Absolutely. thanks for communicating, Herschel. <laughs> Yeah, Herschel was on last week, and poor yeah. Herschel, <laughs> Lord have mercy, he was in the green room via FaceTime or Zoom or whatever we was on, and man, have mercy, we was getting some background noise. I don't see how he sleeps at night with all the noise going on in his house. Oh, I know it. Oh, uh, he would, and he would be like, "Y'all can hear that." <laughs> 
Yeah, everybody hears it. <laughs> now the whole world has. Yeah. Oh man. It was pretty pretty good stuff. I want I want y'all's opinion on something. Do you guys think that pickup trucks, which does people still call them pickups? Or yeah. just pickup truck or, or just, just truck? That's probably, probably just truck. That may be regional, you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think a pickup might be a country term. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that pickup trucks have become the mullets of vehicles? <laughs> Don't want me to make my case. If you throw in a camper shell. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So the interior of trucks nowadays are super nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, totally. I mean, you could have a working office up front. Right? Total business. A business up front. <laughs> I and see where this is going. Party in the back. Yeah. In the back of your truck, you could be hauling all manner of junk. We do not endorse partying. Or mullets. <laughs> <laughs> right. But do you think pickup trucks have just become the mullets? Because in the beginning, pickup trucks were, you know... Pretty utility for the working man. Pretty utility yeah. inside. Yeah, and nothing, nothing plush about them at all on the inside, right? Were they ever party in the front and party in the back? <laughs> You're, I saying, don't know. You're saying no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't think they were ever just super business up front there in in their original state. What were they in their original state? In their prime. Man, it gets deep. Speaking of just me and Devin getting this, pull your mic up. A friend of mine. Today, showed me a truck that yeah. was his neighbor's, and it was like a 95 white Ford Dually four-door. Oh, yeah. And it brought back some memories. Yeah, Dustin used to drive down from Colorado. Sure. In his dad's Ford Dually Power Stroke. Yeah, four-door. Crew cab, buddy. Mm-hmm. Did they call them crew cab back then? Yeah, I think that was back when they were crew cabs. Okay. It brought back some memories of us. Speaking of Dooley, I was driving down the road the other day with my daughter, mm-hmm. and there was actually a white Dooley in front of us. And she said, hey, Dad, that truck is chubby. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's really white on the back. <laughs> it's a. Would you say it was a great okay. truck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Eat bread. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to Truck Talk uh, Wednesday <laughs> yeah. here on Pod and Me. Yeah. For your truck accessories. Hey, we're settling stuff, okay? Absolutely. Did you guys hear about the, the girl that drank eight cans of soda? No, we didn't. No, they, no. They, they told us that she burped 7-Up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even... You look embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even play the music for that. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Nobody knew it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm covering stuff already. You guys didn't bring any notes. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> we wish you had notes. <laughs> yeah, no right. joke. All right. We've given out life advice yeah. already, and it's it was time for that. We needed to know if we was ever locked out of our house. <laughs> yes, please. We have piped into the... Yes. Unlock that door. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That worked out good for the, the King James Version reference. We've piped unto thee, and thou hast not danced. Yes. Mourned unto thee, and thou hast not wept. Thou hast not wept with us. 
Uh, Herschel's probably weeping today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I need some marriage advice. Are y'all good with giving that? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying stuff here. We've got to get the show started. Right. Well, there's a big demographic. We're trying to reach everybody, so we appreciate what you're doing. My wife told me, Devin, you have got to stop speaking in numbers. I just told her. I didn't one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, How do we guys. take you seriously? <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, we're done, guys. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Oh my goodness! Let's move. Let's move to this. I do really need some advice from the deacon on the uh, on pottery. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely the expert. On we're gonna that. have to get my dad on here. Shout out to an unedited episode. Yeah. Uh, from a few weeks ago. Go back and listen to that. <laughs> Man, it it is pure gold. You would have thought end. that I would have whooped up a lot of pottery in my day. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yes. I never <laughs> even touched pottery. <laughs> yeah, and he was all telling us uh, the uh, moisture to clay co- uh, ratio uh, needs <laughs> uh, it needs to be pliable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very detailed. Funny, funny deal was my sister texted me. She was listening to that. Yeah. And she texted me. was just like kind of calling me out on my pottery knowledge. So shout out to my sister. <laughs> she busted me. So was she pro what you were saying? I mean, was she like, right on, Dustin? Well, I You think, know what you're talking about? I think she thought I was just kind of out there. Making it up as you went? Well, I mean, we've heard it from dad from preaching. So Yeah. Yeah. So you were listening during the preaching? I was. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, I was. I I I'm gonna move on to this part of the program. I know it's we're just moving right along here. I have a bunch of notes. I'm about to go through all of them. I was reading through the Bible the other day, and I think I found a first COVID reference. We don't like to talk about COVID here on the program, yeah. but yeah. I do think I found the first COVID reference. And I know it's really more like you to be reading through the Bible and gleaning this kind of stuff, brother Dustin. Uh, this is Second Samuel chapter 19, and think i need to just go ahead and tell herschel what was going on yeah give us a little backstory yeah. no you, i mean you know it off the top of your head right <laughs> yeah but just go ahead and give us the backstory. okay so uh david was trying to um help barzillai out because barzillai had been kind to him brought him some him and his guys some provisions provender could we say it that way <laughs> refreshments <laughs> some food yeah so he's like, I, I got to do something to pay you back. What what can I do? And Barzillai turned him down at moving to wherever he is wanting to move to. Like, you want to go to Jerusalem with the king or whatever. So 2 Samuel chapter 19 to verse 35. Yes, California fan, I'm reading it directly out of the word, okay? Yeah. Mm. Don't double check me. Barzillai's response was, I am this day four score years old. So it's his 70th year. Is that four score? 60, sorry. Four no. score and 10 is ten, uh, 70, right? If he's four score, wouldn't that be 80? 80. Oh, he's 80. Okay. <laughs> you do need to stop talking numbers. I told you I don't want to. <laughs> okay, he's 80 years old. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, no, no, I've got him way too old. (laughs) I I preach for a living out of this very book. Okay, uh, he was four score, so he would have been 53. (laughs) Trey, you got it from me? (laughs) 
okay. <laughs> Once again, the deacon has, has wrecked my Bible story. He said, I'm this day 80 years old, four score years old, and can I discern between good and evil? Can thy servant taste what I eat or what I drink? Can I hear any more the voice of singing men and singing women? Wherefore then should thy servant be yet a burden unto my lord the king? So he couldn't taste anything yeah. he was eating or drinking. Huh. It was the first. And who knew that a, lo- a loss of hearing was a side effect of COVID? That's true. But you were supposed to read that muffled because he had a mask on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So reread it with a mask on. Yeah. <laughs> Thy servant will go a little way over Jordan with the king and then drop off his mask in the parking lot of Walmart. <laughs> So thy servant will go a little way over. Does that mean thy servant is going to social distance? Yes, six feet. Man. Man, we are breaking it down today, boys. (laughs) We've solved it. COVID's been around forever. Yeah. Yeah. Wuhan flu. Get out of here. Nothing new. Man, we just got real political, didn't we? We did. We got political, and you guys taught me how to count. (laughs) Yeah. This is... I'm sitting here across so the, from the it is I the Gettysburg account. <laughs> the Gettysburg address didn't help you much. You didn't. What was that? Four score and seven years. Yes. So that would be eighty-seven, right? So yeah. he was twenty-two. Just, Hang on, just a second. Years. Carry the one. I was doing Common Core math a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Oh no, no, no!" He was sixty. <laughs> like. I didn't know that score meant that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. That's Man. good stuff, though. I was trying. So how have y'all been? Very good. Very good. Y'all like where the show's going? <laughs> I'm not so sure. I don't know that we'll make it to the second annual or the third annual yeah. camp meeting. Camp meeting. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've just totally lost lost everything that I had here for the show. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the show. I'm enjoying doing podcasts. It still. is fun. Absolutely. It is very fun. Yeah. You know, the connection that people have in as we kind of venture out and go to different camp meetings and stuff, just getting people to talk to you. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. So uh, on to the series section of the program. And as we've known in the past, we could totally get <laughs> wrecked. Right. Right uh, here. But I heard something uh, a couple days ago that I want to talk to you guys about. What is your opinion of what meekness is? Well, the biblical example of meekness would be Moses. Yeah. What What do you have in mind when you think about a meek person? Oh, that's kind of tough. It's awesome. always been in my mind that meekness equals weakness. <laughs> yeah. How about that rhyme? We <laughs> preachers do that. Yeah, I, kinda, I, would, I would say like a timid person or yeah. just kind of a... Submissive yeah, to others. Backwards. Yeah. Well, one definition that I read... Biblical definition was submissive, just like you said, but also knowing when to have holy indignation. And Moses was considered the meekest man on earth, Mm -hmm. according to the Bible. He definitely was a man that was totally submissive to God and his will, but he also was that man that was 100% when indignation needed to be shown, he did. Yeah, yeah. Well, who would you say in your life would be that? Me? me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's a it's a great attribute. Oh, yeah. 
something that we all need to aspire to to be more meek. Right. But too often I've had it in my mind that meekness was a sign of weakness or they're not willing to confront anything. And then the life of Moses, I was just thinking about that terminology being used sure. and Moses being considered the meekest man on earth. And there was times when he was highly upset and showed his anger. I guess probably one of the greatest examples of that is in Exodus 32 when he's coming down off the mountain holding God's law in his hand, right. and before he ever gets it to the people, throws it down on the ground, right. signifying that before man ever got the law of God, he had already broken it. Yeah, And he gets down there, sees that the nation of Israel has backslidden just a few days' time, and his anger was so much that he was ready to destroy them, and God was ready to destroy them. Yeah. Yet, when he got before God, he interceded for this very group that he was upset with. Right. And it's amazing to me that he, you know, God was like, I'll restart the whole program with you. I'll let you and your sons be the starting of a whole new generation. I'll take, you know, the, the blessing that I promised Abraham, I'll lay it right on you. And in that moment, Moses is like, no, you know, he was concerned about what it would mean to the world around him that God destroyed this people that he had redeemed. You know, and he's like, no. And I think, I think he was realizing the weakness of humanity. My line's not going to be any better. Somewhere down the line, they're going to, they're going to mess up too. Right. Yeah. It's the human nature too. Yeah. I, I guess probably as, uh, as a person in in leadership in the church, that kind of hit home with me on that. maybe needing to be more pointed with righteous anger, where it needs to be yet yet a mild person as well. Right, it's kind of challenging. Maybe it's, yeah. <laughs> as we say in these messages sometimes. Maybe boys, it's just for me today. <laughs> uh, yeah, well. You know, you said that about the the definition, and I agree. That's kind of what comes to your mind. But you don't think of Moses as being a weak. A weak leader. I I think of him as being a pretty strong. He was. It wasn't a think. He was. Not just in front of the people of God, but look what what he did when he presented himself to Pharaoh. Pharaoh, absolutely. That would be the most intimidating thing because Pharaoh has trained you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was acquainted with all these People that he's standing in front of now, yeah, more or less turn his back on that side of his right. his upbringing. Yes, kind of thing. yeah, it's a good analogy to think of. You know that that he was the meekest, but I don't think of him as being weak and timid. No, you know no. he was a little little backwards, I guess. You know, with his he's speech one impediment. Speech, yeah, and I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's been times I didn't have the Ochigan to say what I needed to. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, no joke. Definitely the 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 podcast has made that <laughs> sense of awareness heightened. Heightened, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially when you go back to editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to have more discernment on when to be pointed with the indignation, indignation. part. Mm-hmm. Something that stands out to me when you read um, Israel's history through the, the biblical history they're always saying, I'm going to let God take care of the vengeance part. Sure. They always throw the vengeance part to God. They, especially in the Psalms, you know, it's never taken it into their own hands. Yet there was times they called for God to do some pretty horrible things to their enemies. Right. Yeah. 
And that's something that I really struggle with. This this is kind of a sharing episode. So are here. you saying you're you're ready to start cracking down on some things and people? I'm just I'm praying about when, brother Brad. <laughs> Look out, new mission. <laughs> no, the sheep are fixing to get skint. No, Shearer's but coming. On the other hand, there are times when in Moses' life there's a glorious leadership. You know, just mm-hmm. it's time to walk out. It wasn't all about the challenges. There was some tremendous victories too. But I think that's what makes a great leader, a great pastor, a great, you know, whatever you're involved with is to know those times. Absolutely. Well, and you bring it down. Yeah. Bring it down to our own homes. Yeah. You have to have, there's times with, you know, I'm raising kids and I got that all figured out. And, you know, I got a (laughs) wife, I got that all figured out. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's times when you, it's intimidating to just to you know be the leader that you're supposed to be at home, right? Yeah. Boy, and I, I mean, I've failed being indignant about something—the <laughs> wrong thing. Yeah, at the wrong thing, and sometimes you're like, "Why was I?" Well, I think so on that. Yeah, and know? I think constraint is a another word that would apply there of knowing when to mm-hmm. to constrain or to your anger, be able to constrain your anger and where it's yeah. where it's pointed. I was thinking about this too. So God labeled Moses in his word as the meekest man on earth. Then I was thinking about, this is something that's bugged me now. Totally take the political persuasion out of it. The most well-known thing uh, to do with this statement is the presidential position or whatever. Sure. But when a a man can't admit, hey, I've made mistakes, Mm. does that bother either one of y'all? When there's somebody in leadership. Now take... Take aside the fact if it wasn't that they were just trying, you know, the opposing side was trying to get something over on them. Does a meek man say, yeah, there's just like, I think Dustin is a meek man for what he just did. There's plenty of times when we can all say, man, especially in pastoral leadership, I'm just like, I miss it right there. Yeah, I don't think that shows weakness or whatever. Absolutely not. I think that shows humanity. Yeah. But... It also draws people. It's relatable. Yeah. If you're relatable, you'll get more people that they're like, you know what? I like what he's about. Yeah. Because when he does mess up, he can admit it. I, I don't think that that's a weakness at all. There's been times I've, I've after right after preaching, I don't know if it's happened here at New Mission yet, but I've got to apologize for something that came out wrong. I mean, most of the time when I go to the altar after I preach, it's recounting what I just said, right? Did that come out right or whatever? And I, I remember specifically one time when we were at Prim, I, I got up and apologized to the congregation and most people came up to me afterwards. Like, we didn't even notice you said that, but I took, uh, took a whipping from God. If I could say it that way over something that I'd said, I, it, it was said with the wrong intent, you know, the wrong motive, whatever, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's that's bad at all because I think everybody has done that to some degree, whether it's at a, to a church full of people or yeah. just a coworker. Yeah, you know, and, and if if you can't admit that you're wrong, there there's not a lot of hope for you. Right. Oh, I think that's honorable because you said that several people said they didn't even notice. Right. But you know, there may have been some people that that absolutely did notice, yeah. mm-hmm. and to be able to stand up in front of the church and admit. I did something wrong. I messed up, had the wrong attitude or whatever it is. I think that's very honorable. It doesn't was it, show weakness at all. Was it a bad word? Or? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to condone Look, sin. I I don't think this is the place we need to talk about this. It's Let's not, talk about this off air confession episode. Yeah, I don't want to. I want to be careful not condone sin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he stands for the right, folks. One of the uh, one of the greatest pieces of, pieces of advice, <laughs> pieces of advice. I ever received was from Brother Bill Addis. Shout out to our German friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not Brother Addis. No. <laughs> the guy I was trying to speak in his language. Right. Uh, um, he told me, he said, always listen to your wife. I may have shared this already on the podcast. You've told ago. me this. I think said it before. Very, yeah. very wise. Because she's receiving the word just like everybody else. She's hearing it for the first time. And he said, if it hits her wrong, it's hitting the rest of the congregation wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are some hard conversations (laughs) to have. Can you see it on her face? She's super diplomatic about it. She's very diplomatic. Because it's sacred. Your ministry is the most sacred thing besides this podcast. Right. You know? Which is part of your ministry. Yeah. What ministry? (laughs) Yeah. So can you see from the pulpit your wife's face if there's something that doesn't set right with her? Uh yeah yeah I I can tell I can tell if she's nervous so is that do you have to just block that out and move on or does it just does it distract you it does distract me <laughs> yeah you just try your best to get to the end of the just <laughs> land the plane now <laughs> there's a body of water let's put her down right there yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't and hopefully that we didn't go off the rails with all this that's pretty challenging to think about meekness and leadership. It's needful. It is. So I think both of you guys need to be more meek. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on it. I'm not trying to point out where y'all are, you know, lacking. Yeah. But you're not lacking here on Pod and Me. People are coming back week after week to hear what the deacon and the song leader has to say. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, about that pottery. Uh, <laughs> pliable. We're, Today's word is pliable. <laughs> Today's program brought to you by the word pliable. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for stopping. Yep, a lot of fun. We'll be back. All right. <laughs>